All right, what's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the fourth installment now. Um, going strong, uh, fourth episode. Before we get started, um, I want to make sure to throw our Twitter and our emails in here to make sure that you guys are somewhat interacting with us. If you can, give us ideas, feedback, whatever you want. Um, so our Twitter handle is just that tech podcast. Our email is that tech podcast at gmail.com because Gmail rules the world. Uh, and we also want you guys, if you can, to rate us on iTunes and Google Play, if that's even a thing. I don't know if Google Play allows ratings of podcasts. I don't think it does. Maybe it does. Ryan, does it? No? Okay, well then rate us on iTunes. Um, that stuff helps us a ton. If you could just pop in there and give us a couple sentences as to why you like it, why you don't, um, that would help us a ton to figure out like what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So um, thanks to those that are listening. Um, like I say every week to those that aren't listening what are you doing that is not cool get on it but uh we have an awesome agenda today uh we're going to talk about a ton of stuff there's so much stuff that's happened between the last podcast and this podcast um tesla with their whole autonomous driving thing uh the iphone with less storage and how that iphone model specifically is slower than other models um that huge at&t time warner merger uh, and then we're going to have some predictions that are what we would like to see at least in the microsoft and apple event that are coming out this week on wednesday and thursday respectively so um, i think we should jump into tesla first because that was the biggest news of the week i think uh, and what was going on in terms of tech um so for those who don't know the listeners that are not aware uh Tesla released a bunch of awesome new uh, improvements to their hardware in terms of their cars. Uh, one of them, or one of the main things being, uh, actually, does anybody want to jump in and talk about that specifically and what, like, what those things are before I continue going on? Because like, I'm sure you guys probably know more than I do. I mean, I really just watched the uh, video of the guy who basically got in the Model X and drove him to the Tesla office. He got out, and then the uh, Tesla went and found its own parking spot and parked itself. Mm, the dream. <laughs> and so, like, did he have to program anything, or like, what is he? How does it know to park itself? Uh, so basically, like, he tells it to take him to work. He gets out of the car. It knows he's out of the car, and I think it just finds a parking spot. That is so dope. So. Yeah, so basically, uh, the gist of, of what they announced, uh, they basically announced a 100% a autonomous driving vehicle. For those who don't know what that means, it's um, you get in the car, don't have to touch it, don't do anything, you just tell it where you want it to go, and it'll take you there from point A to point B. Uh, like Ryan mentioned, it also parks for you in most circumstances. Um, so that's that's the gist of what they announced. There's a bunch of awesome um, smaller things that they announced around that, like shadow mode, which I think is really neat. Do you guys want to touch up on shadow mode and what exactly that is? Yeah, so shadow mode is basically as you drive the car, regardless of um, if you have the self-driving mode on, the car will kind of say what it would do in certain situations so it can kind of train itself. So like uh, if it, the car says, oh, I would I would swerve to avoid this object, but the driver just kind of goes on through and it's like a, a paper bag or something and it doesn't really matter, then the car can kind of learn to detect that and uh, get better at self-driving. And your car will basically call you stupid because it's like, <laughs> tell me I would have swerved left, you know? Like... <laughs> See, okay, so here's what here's what I don't understand about that. Doesn't shadow mode also also tell the driver when the driver did something that was better than what the car did? Like if the car didn't detect something, doesn't it say like good job driver, you did this and I did not know that that was a thing? I don't know. I'm mistaken in that. I'm not 100% on that. I just know that it is going to report somewhere. 
about what the driver did versus what the car would do and kind of like figure out false positives and false negatives based on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know. I think I I thought I read somewhere where it said um, that the car would basically tell the driver like, like you did this, like you did this correctly. I didn't like, I wouldn't have accounted for that. Um, Basically telling the driver like, good job. And I just thought that was weird. And if if this isn't completely incorrect, then obviously it's incorrect. But I just thought that would have been weird because like, how does the car know that the driver did something that the car didn't know to do? Right. I don't think it would do that because then you're like, well, shoot, I wouldn't have trusted my car in that situation. So I don't think yeah. it would admit when it didn't know. Plus, if it shade. didn't know, how would it, like, why wouldn't it just do it if it knew that, like, the driver did better? Like, you know, this like, if you conversation know. Conversation's going crazy. Like, if you know you're at fault, then that means you understand what you missed. But, like, if you understand that, how you miss it in the first place. There's like, so much going on. Here. Does that make I don't sense? understand what's happening. No, it doesn't make sense. Like my my small brain's not good enough to handle this. Like okay, if the driver avoids something, but then the Tesla didn't catch that, how does the Tesla know? Oh, the driver did something right. Um and oh and right. as, as opposed to oh the driver was just being stupid. Maybe he swore for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, how does that, that was the point I was trying to bring up is what is, how does the car know that the driver's doing something correctly um, at all? Like, I, I can see where the, the car would say, I would have done this instead of that. But if the car wouldn't have done anything otherwise, how does the car know that it, it do you guys see where I'm going with this? Like, yeah. yeah so, so what you're saying is that, like, uh, that you're driving down the road and you swerve as a driver, but the car wouldn't swerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the car is uh it's basically saying it would still have gone forward, it would not have swerved. Okay. So the so the car what it's saying is I would have kept going, but the driver swerved and it could try to kind of relate and figure out why that happened. Yeah, so okay, maybe so maybe it doesn't tell the passenger like, Oh, you did something right. Maybe it's just more like this is the car speaking, like this is what I would have done and this is what you did, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes way more sense. And that I can completely wrap my head around that. I mean, I think it's awesome though. Like honestly, ever since um ever since Google released that video um of the blind person getting in their autonomous car and just basically like being able to drive wherever they want, I was like, I need this in my life immediately. I need that now. Like there was no steering wheel in the car. And as scary of a thought as that was, if it can work correctly most of the time and there's like a fit like a safety switch or something. I, like I'm completely on board and I'm super happy that the new hardware is going to support this because I'm sure as all of you guys are, um, or I'm sure that you guys can relate. Most of us are probably going to want to test that at one point in our lives if we make enough money. So um, I'm super pumped about just being able to test something like that out. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm curious if the steering wheel will ever go away. Like it, That's a good idea. I, I think it'd be a long, long time before people are comfortable enough to not have one because at the same time, why not have a steering wheel, right? Like if, if something yeah. goes wrong mm-hmm. or if you just feel like driving, I guess. I have. I wonder if it'll still be here for a long time even if no one really touches it. Maybe it'll like recess into the dashboard or something. Yeah, I, I think it's going to go away faster than we think. Uh, a lot of people are saying like fully autonomous cars were like 10 to 20 years off and Tesla just announced that all their cars currently can do it or yeah. the upcoming cars can all do it. So... I think we're going to see that happen a lot sooner than most people expect. And if there's a lot of proof that it's significantly safer than humans, then it's almost like a bad idea to put a steering wheel in a car. Right. 
So yeah, yeah I'm thinking. I'm thinking the only reason to not have a steering wheel in the car. So like Uber's a big player in the the self driving car market, right? I I can see Uber's self driving cars if they do implement anything like that. I can see those not having. The steering wheels, right? Like any sort of taxi driving or like maybe mm-hmm. truck driving, stuff like that, that just kind of replaces the person and has like people coming in and out of the of the vehicle. I can understand there not being a, a steering wheel there because there's no need. Like you're not, the driver is not going to be in the driver's seat. Most of the time they're just going to be in the back. So in that case, yeah. But in like a personal car, yeah, I would want my steering wheel at least for the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, but see, at the same time, you can make an argument that if you leave the steering wheel in there, what if the person panics and grabs the steering wheel and actually causes an accident? That's what I meant. It. Yeah, like that. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like personal cars? I'm saying you're saying you want the steering wheel to stay. Yeah, uh, for me, yeah. Why? So that you have control just in case. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much as it's not so much as me being in a panic. It's more like, you know, what if something goes wrong with the car, right? What if like the computer malfunctions? Granted, that's not going to happen very often, but in the event that it does, I want to be able to control the car myself. Right, and I think that's my point: is that a lot of the people that do cause the accidents are the are the are the ones that tend to, like, in a situation like panic, and then they might, like, let's say the Tesla's driving, and then. It would have actually avoided the accident, but then you tried to do something and you're not as good, and then you caused the accident. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, totally that's, what sh- that's what shadow mode is for right now, though. Right. Is to kind of prove, oh, the car would have not done that and would have prevented an accident, so you can kind of prove that self-driving cars are better. Right. I think my point is, like, if we want to go, like, you know, fully automated, then I think you need to kind of, you basically have to take away that steering wheel. Because then it becomes, I think, a legal issue, too. It just, it, it gets, you know, really, that's where it gets really confusing. And, and that's the one thing that I'm scared about is that I want this to happen as soon as possible, obviously. But there's so many people that are still against it. And remember, like, when the Tesla, I think that guy got in an accident and it was just like, you know, just bad luck, like really bad luck. And at the same time, like, he was, you know, not supposed to be like completely carefree, but he was. Um, you know, that backfired a lot on Tesla, and I think a lot of people who were skeptical got more skeptical. So I want to see it go through. I'm just scared that if they, like, push it too quickly and something happens, that, like, people are going to retaliate or something like that. I, yeah, I, so f- yeah, I guess you kind of... Go ahead. No, first release the headphone jack, next the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like I see your point, Kevin. I get it. But I wasn't talking so much about in the event of some sort of accident. I was talking more in the event of some sort of like like the computer that drives the car completely shuts down and does not work. Like yeah, it will yeah, not drive the car anymore. Like in that scenario, there needs to be some sort of means for the operator of the car to make sure that they're good, like that they don't die in that case cuz I completely agree with you in this in the event of some sort of collision where like the car, you know, might have to like avoid a collision. I think the computer can handle that better nine times out of 10 than a human can. But like if that computer just doesn't work, like let's say you're on the highway and the computer stops like keeping it, it itself in its lane and then it starts swerving a little bit to like the bumper. You're 
like you're going to want some way to control the car a little bit. Um, that's the only reason I, th I think there should be some sort of manual control. Um, if that, if that's like taking away the steering wheel and replacing the steering wheel with something smaller, like, like a small joystick in the center console that you can move around just in case that's fine too. But I just don't think that that should fully go away in like a personal car, at least for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see where you're going. Uh, I'm just trying to point out like, there's just going to be a lot of dilemmas and I'm yeah. curious to see like, what kind of approach do they take, you know, the industry and Tesla. And I think shadow mode yeah, is a first step. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be super interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And I, again, I don't even think it's a technical issue at this point because I, I think the tech is there as Tesla's already proven. I think it's more of a legal issue, like you mentioned earlier, um, where like nobody knows like whose fault the you know actual crashes are. Tesla has said that they're like they've been on record saying that you know if there's a crash and it's obviously the computer's fault, then um, then we'll be 100% liable for it. But like, who's determining that it's the computer's fault? Is that Tesla? Because then that's like somewhat of a biased uh, a biased review of like what was at fault at that point? Because they're obviously going to try and make sure that they run as many tests as possible to make sure it wasn't their computer's fault. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for the next 10, 15 years, especially with like car insurance companies, right? Self-driving cars and car insurance companies don't seem to go wet together very well. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Another thing um, that Tesla announced is uh, they have their own ride sharing network. They're going to launch. I think the idea is that um, your car will like while you're at work or something, your car kind of drives itself around. It like what? takes people around and you make money off of that. Yo. They also, uh, you're not allowed to use the autonomous mode if you're going to drive for Uber or Lyft. That yeah, I heard. Specifically. I heard, yeah. So I didn't know that they, I didn't know that they announced their own ride sharing platform. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't know like when it's going to go into effect, when it's going to be a thing, but uh, I mean, it sounds pretty nice. That's crazy. Just call a car, no driver picks you up. That's so cool. That's so weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is kind of weird if you think about it. Like, I, I'm just thinking about that, not just calling like some sort of taxi or not taxi, like an Uber or Lyft or something and nobody being in the car and me just getting in and going off to Taco Bell. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Taco Bell. Pretty excited about that. <laughs> Yo, Taco Bell's life. Taco Bell's great. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I love Taco Bell. Sponsor us, Taco Bell. <laughs> Please do. I would gladly let them sponsor this podcast. Um, yeah, I, again, I'm super pumped for it. Um, especially if, do, do we know if the autonomous, like fully autonomous stuff will be on the Model 3? Mm -hmm. I every Tesla, I'm yeah. pretty sure every Tesla they made oh. starting last week has the hardware to support it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to buy know, like five of these cars and live in them. Mm -hmm. So you can use that mode, like you can literally turn it on, they'll let you turn it on, or you can't do that yet? Uh, you have to be in the driver's seat when you're on public roads, but if you're on private, you can. Uh, it can drive itself. That's so crazy. Oh, that's, why, uh, that's why I like the summon feature and the self-parking feature work. That's so crazy incredible i'm pumped i mean there's no there's no natural segue to the next thing but i think we should definitely move on unless you guys have like other stuff to talk about with it but here i'll make a segue teslas have great batteries and electronics iphones do too let's talk about iphones oh god so that was great wasn't it oh <laughs> gosh hey man we didn't have anything Who to work with there how am i charge? supposed to how am i how am i supposed <laughs> to fit 
autonomous driving with iPhone storage and like less read write speed performance. Like that doesn't Boom, just did it. It doesn't fit together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's over. We're on. We're moving to the next topic, um, with or without a good segue. Uh, so, who wants to maybe talk about like why this is a big deal and what it even is uh, for those who might not know? But that's a Ryan topic. Yeah, so I don't know exactly why this is. I just know um, a smaller SSD is uh, slower than a bigger one. So the 32 gig uh, iPhones are way slower than the 128. I forget ex- exactly how much slower it was, but it was pretty noticeable, I think. Like three or four times slower write speed, yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, it was, like it writing, was 10 times. Writing... It was 10 times. Is it that high? Really? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Is this with like... And this is just happening with the iPhones, like this particular model. No, the this is this is every uh, device with an SSD. Yeah. So I mean, they could have probably done this test too with the previous phone, but what that really boils down to, at least from the video I watched, is like if you transfer a movie from iTunes onto your phone, it might take you like a minute or two longer. Yeah, which is not the end of the world, but I think they gave like a comparison. Yeah, Yeah, I think it gave a comparison where if you were transferring over like many, many videos over the course of, or not over the course of something, but like let's say you have six or seven different videos that you want to put on your phone, it could ultimately end up being, you know, like a solid 10, 15 minutes extra that you might have to wait depending on what you're transferring. So it's definitely a noticeable difference. I mean, they should also be fair and test this with like, the galaxy or something because the same thing will happen right as far as i know because it's the same idea right because if the ssd is bigger it's gonna go a little faster but i, I think what was the other it's not it was, just write speeds right yeah right? it was There's something cellular, else about it. i think it was cellular performance cellular, yeah 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 which that was kind of interesting that one actually made me like oh man that's kind of too bad but I, I think again it's not that big of a difference but um just kind of interesting that they are just testing this now but yeah i mean if that matters to you you should buy a bigger phone one of the things that's been uh, keeping android kind of low on the performance level is their uh, read and write speeds on their ssds because i think apple was the first to put nvme on their uh on their phones whereas android still doesn't have it as far as i know not even the pixel wait still doesn't have what what was that acronym you threw uh it's nvme which i forget exactly what that is but um it's basically it's uh NVM Express or non-volatile memory host. So basically, it's um, it's oh, yeah. just like a, it's an interface for your SSD. <laughs> that's really common now, but for whatever reason, like computers and a lot of Apple devices have it, whereas Android devices still don't have it. And it makes a big difference or a minor difference, or like makes a difference. Okay, uh, it can make a, I'd say a big difference, especially on the smartphones. Um. If you look at like launching an app on an Android device versus an iOS device, you can actually see a difference a lot of the time, even when they should be pretty similarly spec'd. Hmm. Well, that's actually kind of true. I've noticed that in a lot of um, comparisons, like be- benchmark comparisons, for whatever reason, the iPhone typically is better at opening up applications, especially graphic heavy applications and that's probably more to do with the graphics chip in it but i've noticed that when they're opening up applications the iphone usually pulls ahead and and beating out android devices which is kind of odd but now we know the more we know um yeah i 
I thought it was interesting that, and the reason that, um, so besides the SSDs, like we mentioned earlier, the cellular performance also has an issue here. And what's happening is the iPhones with these, the smaller amounts of storage. So basically it's just a 32 gigabyte iPhone. So if you have a 32 gigabyte iPhone, uh, your phone is substantially slower than somebody with a 128 or 256 gigabyte iPhone. Um, the cellular chips in the 32 gig iPhones are made by Intel, and those Intel chips are slightly uh, slightly slower than the Qualcomm chips in the 128 and 256 gigabyte models. Um, so it's also, and I, I think there's fixes that are going to be pushed out in the future for this. I think I read a rumor on that, but um, it's basically just saying, like, if you have a 32 gigabyte iPhone, you kind of got screwed on all fronts. Um, I think the cellular performance is a bigger deal than the the SSD performance just because like that's how SSDs work but um, I like I honestly haven't noticed any crazy issues like at all I haven't noticed any like performance issues with my network at all granted I'm on T-Mobile which is not the best and I'm also I also have no point of reference with a 128 gig iPhone but I haven't noticed any issues at all so I just thought it was weird that people were like making this big deal out of this small thing that nobody really cared about yeah i think the issue with a uh, degraded cellular performance is that um if you have a smaller phone that's like 32 gigs you'd probably want to rely on data a lot so having slower yeah. cell performance might hurt you yeah. in that aspect that, that makes sense true. i think people were just surprised about it because apple will tell you if you're in the store like what's the difference between the 7 and the 7 plus they'll say oh it just has a bigger battery and a bigger screen and like if you want to get technical that's not actually true so yeah i think it was just you know something we learned along the way and if it doesn't bother you i mean if you have a faster network chip you still have to be able to get those speeds wherever you are. <laughs> so it might not even affect a lot of people if if the iPhone 7 Plus could do 50 megs down, but you only get 30 megs anyway in your area, then I don't know if it matters too much, unless it just degrades what you already get. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works either. I don't know about the technicalities, but I just thought it was noteworthy, noteworthy to talk about. Cause, and yeah. it's, it's really weird because when you see these things that... Um, that happen with the iPhone, like news wise, they're always a much bigger deal on the iPhone side than they are on the Android side. Um, with the exception of maybe the note seven, but even I don't think that that was, um, covered enough outside of the tech blogs. I think that was kind of like, like if it were an iPhone that that were happening to like, you know, damn well, CNN, MSNBC, like the, like all these other crazy news outlets would have been talking about it on like steroids forever. Um, I guess it's just, it just comes with like the level, like the, like the standard that they've set for not effing up any devices. But I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting and weird that that was a thing. And to your point, Mitch, I don't know if the Apple employees even knew that. Cause I didn't know that that was a thing prior to this even happening. So like if I worked at an Apple store and somebody asked me that question, I would have been like, yeah, no, there it's just, it's just less storage. And if they yeah. were sat well, there I and mean, been like, you're wrong, I'd be yeah. like, I, so I don't know. I'm wrong. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm assuming Apple itself knows this. And so if they're yeah. training people, they could probably mention it. But I think it's such a negligible difference that who cares? Like the majority yeah. of people won't care. And it'll just psych people out if they think their 32 gig iPhone sucks, which it does not because it is beautiful. And great. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, a minute extra on a on a movie export from iTunes to your phone is not going to kill you. Yeah. Because um, using your phone is the same speed, me. like opening apps, know, doing everything. 
Yeah. That's how Kevin spends his days just transferring movies back and forth from his phone to his computer. Oh, jeez. Kevin, have you gotten your Pixel yet? Mm-mm. It, it takes, oh, like, I'm not going to get God. it until, like, Thanksgiving, but it's whatever. Damn, son. Yeah, just go to Verizon and buy one right now and then just return the real. Yeah, no, no, don't get yeah. that Verizon one. <laughs> get that factory unlocked, man. All right. Well, I guess we'll have a new podcast in on in th- during Thanksgiving, and we'll talk about the Pixel at that point. Then that's exciting. My coworker uh, today had it. I got to see it. It's pretty nice. I was really impressed by the like how it felt, how it looked. It was pretty clean. Did you have the black one? Yeah. Okay. Did he have it with Verizon or just regular, like unlocked? I don't know. I think he just said he walked into and store bought one. Yeah, so, it's probably Verizon. Unlocked, I sure, think all but... the ones from the Google yeah. store are being shipped out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So maybe he went to the store, yeah. I don't know. And maybe this is off topic, so this will just be a quick tangent. But I'm kind of thinking that like the more exciting part of Android right now is Nougat than the Pixel. And maybe that's just me, but like a lot of the great new things about android right now you can just get on your nexus 5x or 6p you know like if that's true you can get them hundreds of dollars cheaper like the 5x is 279 on amazon right now it's a great phone and because you know the new icons look all the same everything's a little bit smoother the new app drawer is awesome but you don't uh, get Google the assistant, assistant do you oh assistant mm-hmm. is pixel so you uh yeah. you can reach your phone and put it on there okay other than that you have to use allo okay gotcha yeah I don't know. I was just I was talking about that with my friend who actually works for Google, Jensen. And oh, yeah, Jensen. I was just thinking like, yeah, like if uh, Pixel's awesome, and if you're into that, it's kind of cool to represent that Google made the phone. But I don't know if it's leaps and bounds better than the 6P or the 5X necessarily. You know, like you can still get a lot of the nice new changes just by downloading NuGet. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, and that's definitely a good point. Um, I, I really wish that you could get the assistant without rooting your phone because yeah. That's like a process I don't wish upon anybody. Like I, tr- <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I looked up rooting the Samsung Galaxy S7 when I had it, and oh. I looked at the steps, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm not even gonna. Mm, no, nope. I'd rather, no, I'd no, rather no. throw the phone down the stairs and break it before I even try doing that." <laughs> yes. Samsung's notorious for it being impossible to root. So yeah, nothing. Nexus devices are sense. entirely different. It's like a one-click process. Yeah, oh, okay. I, that makes sense. I guess I didn't know that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Just an interesting thought, because the Pixel itself, like you hold it and like, yeah, it's a phone, it's flat. Yeah. It runs Android, you know, like, I mean, having unlimited Google Photos storage is pretty nice, and apparently the camera is fantastic, so those are a couple good draws, but other than that, if you're happy with your 5X or 6P, you might not care too much about the Pixel right now. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, Do you? Do yeah, you? if I had to get like a phone right now, I wouldn't spend that much money. You know, I I, I do like if if I, I were gonna have, go out and get an Android phone, paper so I'd probably get. Like, I'm gonna buy it. Oh my god, I'm about to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I know you will. I know you're gonna send us a picture one day, or you're gonna show up on my phone as a green text and be like, Malnati, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you that won't it. happen. If it does happen, it's not gonna be with the Pixel. That much I know, just because it's really expensive for me to jump ship like. That. That on a whim, except for the fact that I did that with the S7. But and then he buys it. Fine. And then he buys it. I was a week. <laughs> I mean, it's the same price as the S7. So yeah, I was a weak man. I was a weak, weak man, and now yeah. I'm stronger for it. So it's okay. I'm gonna stick with my iPhone until or a third time the charm. Days. Yeah, I guess. Nah, <laughs> I think I'll pass. Um, so back on track. Uh, before we went on that tangent, um, I yeah, I think the iPhone thing is. 
is done. Um, I don't think people care about it that much. But uh, moving on to the next thing, I guess there's some. Does anyone want to try a segue at this going into the AT and T thing? Because I apparently suck at them. So nah. oh oh, pixels don't run on AT and T. There you Wait, go. That's Good not job. Way <laughs> yeah, if it's unlocked, they do. <laughs> yeah, but All it's right. hate speech. It can be or uninformed. We can say pixels do run on AT&T. Speaking of AT&T, oh. have you guys heard of that AT&T Time Warner merger? See that segue awkward, though? Awkward mm. Wow. I'm smooth. I am I'm the smoothest <laughs> segwayer of all time. What what's um, the number they bought it for? 80 80 billion. 80 oh billion God. dollars. Uh, we freaked out over Instagram being purchased for $1 billion. This is $80 billion to buy a division of Time Warner Cable. Yeah, it's not even It's not even all of it. It's just... We need to start a cable billion? company. Goodness. And just sell it. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, for those who don't know, here's, here's what's going down. Time Warner is owned by... Or is not owned by, but Time Warner owns a bunch of smaller companies. Um, and they are broken up into sections, right? Separate sections. A portion of Time Warner is your internet service provider. A portion of Time Warner is like your cable service provider where you get your TV and packages from and all that. And so what AT&T basically did is they purchased Time Warner, the cable provider, not the internet service provider. So the internet service provider of Time Warner stays itself. But what they bought along with Time Warner, the cable provider, uh, is basically HBO, CNN, um, I think TBS is on there as well. So they're not just buying Time Warner, like the cable division, and getting all of the benefits of owning that package, but they're also going to now own HBO, CNN, TBS, etc. So this can go one of two ways. Basically, the good way is AT&T realizes what they have and they start competing hard with the likes of Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, Hulu, etc. that are putting pushing out all of these like super heavy content creation focused movies and TV shows. Um, or they can not realize what they have, do the completely stupid thing and destroy net neutrality and say... If you don't have an AT&T device, and this is just one example, but if you don't have an AT&T device on mobile running AT&T's network, you cannot watch Game of Thrones anymore uh, because you're not on AT&T's network. Obviously, that's the worst case scenario. There's probably going to be a happy medium of the two. But what are your thoughts on this, guys? Um, first of all, like the number, how extremely valuable that company even was. I had no idea. Um, what do you guys think about the merger and, and what do you think is going to happen? I think the government's probably going to step in again. I mean, really? uh, AT or Bell did this before with AT and T. They got to the point where they had such a big monopoly that the government stepped in, broke them up, and now, like what AT and T bought Bell South a few years ago, they bought Time Warner, they bought other stuff. I think we're getting back. Yeah, I know. Is it like a done deal? So? I'm reading like a few things. It doesn't seem like it's like done done yet. It seems like people are very skeptical and might try to break it up. I, yeah. I think it got approved. I think the merger was approved, but I don't know exactly what that means, if there's like more to go in the process or what. So I think the merger was approved on... So what was happening was AT&T still hadn't decided whether or not they were going to buy out Time Warner, the cable division. Um, and and until earlier this morning or late last night, I believe, um, where AT&T basically said, yes, we, 
we want to move forward with this and we're going to buy Time Warner. Um, so it's still in the very early stages. And I think they're going to continue on like getting all the paperwork out of the way. Um, and right to your point, I'm pretty sure there's still definitely a chance of government stepping in. Um, it's not like fully, fully done yet at this point. Like they don't own Time Warner yet, I think is the point. Right. And I think this is going to be like a multi-year process. So I think how it ends up is going to be way different than maybe what we're thinking. You think so? I don't know. Um, like at and cool. I'm not upset with at and If anything, I think they're the better of the big four, no big three internet service providers and cable companies because there's Comcast, AT&T, and then Time Warner. Um, I think AT&T, well, there's also Verizon. I think AT&T is probably the lesser of those four in terms of evil, but um, I don't know. I I think AT&T is trying to make or give themselves a better image. I know they're trying to roll out gigabit internet to a lot of people, and I think owning something like HBO, which has Game of Thrones, I think that could be really big for them if they kind of don't touch it and they just let it go as it has. And that is kind of like a cash cow for them. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And that's that's the good side of the table, right? If they decide and if they decide to realize what they've purchased and like let them do their thing, um, I think it's obviously an awesome pickup for AT&T. Um, but I do think that there's there's some there's going to be some form of exclusivity on AT&T for AT&T customers, considering that they now own these entities. Um, I don't think it's going to be the worst case scenario, like I mentioned earlier, where it's you can't watch HBO unless you're on an AT&T platform or something. Um, but I do think that there's going to be like, you know, you get to watch this episode early or you get to get like exclusive behind the scenes looks on AT&T only, stuff like that. I think they're probably going to start playing heavy on that. And I also think that they're basically doing this to come combat like the Netflixes of the world and the Hulus of the world that have all this awesome original content. I mean, really just Netflix at this point, to be honest. But um, well, good thing I have AT&T internet and cell service. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have AT&T cell service anymore, but I do have their internet which I honestly have no complaints on. I, I've had Comcast in the past. I've hated every ounce of it. I've had Verizon in the past for internet service at my house, and it's been terrible. Um, AT&T has not been an issue so far. So. Yeah, AT&T is great. I have no issues yeah. at all. I'm capped at, like, I think, 600 gigs, but I don't think I've ever even hit halfway on that for the most part. Really? You're capped no. at 600? Is that just like a Chicago thing? Uh, I don't know. Might be. That's so weird. I, I like. I want to know because I have I have one terabyte of ca- of my on my cap. What's your like? What's your package? What's your speed? It's like uh, <laughs> um, like uh, I pay fifty bucks a month, and it's their like turbo whatever. So I get supposedly like twenty five down and like five up. Oh, I pay for the same package. What wow. the hell? Really? So cute. All right, Ryan, when you're paying for it yourself, it's a little bit difficult no. to say that's a slow internet speed, all right? No, because uh, I get 50 max for like 55 a month. Oh. So. Well, yeah, it might be awkward. an area thing. I mean, Chicago yeah. ain't the cheapest, so. No. Well, no, I pay the same as you, Mitch. I pay about 50, 55 a month for mine, really? and I get the same down and up, yeah. What provider yes. do you have? AT&T. Uh, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> oh, so I've got Cox. So I had AT and T before this, and we were capped at like six bags. Oh. Was the fastest you could buy. Yeah, but did and you have Uverse fun. though? You didn't. That's not no, Uverse. No, no. I don't think Gainesville has Uverse, or yeah. at least not no, my area. It doesn't. So. Yeah, I think Cox is the monopoly over in Gainesville. 
Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm Uverse as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind too much. I I would have paid for. I don't think I actually would have even paid for more. Honestly, everything works the as well as I needed to. I never get buffering. It's yeah. not like I'm torrenting stuff. So I, I'm a hap- I'm happy there. Which is probably why they yeah. limit you to that. Because yeah. they know most people don't care. No, I had no reliability <laughs> issues on AT and T, so it's it's hard to complain. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I have interesting. None on Cox, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm like. <laughs> I'm kind of torn with this merger just because I don't, I don't like to see the fact I don't want to see AT and T get any bigger than they already are in the cable space, because um, they already own Directv, right? They have AT and T's cable package, they have Directv's cable package, they're gonna have Time Warner Cable's cable package, they're gonna have HBO, CNN, TBS, like they are gonna be massive in this space now, and so it's gonna be really crazy to see how this shakes out with the likes of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Um, and to be honest, even Comcast and Verizon and all these other players, right? Cause like, I don't know how Comcast is going to combat AT&T at this point with the fact that AT&T owns not just three cable services, but these massive actual like these actual channels at this point, it's, it's kind of crazy. I was wrong, yeah. by the way, I have a terabyte. So that's nice. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, wondering where you got the 600 gigs. I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember one terabyte. It was like, for oh, probably like first month prorated. Yeah, Maybe. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. They got a lot of money to throw around, but I think they have good image and they'll probably play it smart. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think that they're going to go any like in any crazy direction with this. Um, and Ryan, to your point, honestly, it's probably not going to happen for another three, four, five years. So at that point, we might have like a completely different landscape of how the cable industry will be and all that. So this might, to be entirely honest, this might be like a useless play because in like two or three years, Netflix is going to have their own cable service and Apple's going to throw their own out there and Google's going to say, F you, we have our own thing. And, um, or maybe it's a good thing for them where they're going to have more leverage in this space. And when those big companies come out with things, they'll be able to leverage what they have. So it's interesting. It's good to see. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see how that works out. Um, do you guys want to jump into the the big stuff, the stuff for the the week, the Microsoft and Apple events? Yeah. I think this is, this is the fun stuff. So, um, so Microsoft and Apple are having their events this week. Microsoft's basically having their events all around, um, like their their new all-in-one PC. That well, let's just let's just go into the Microsoft event. Um, so the Microsoft event is happening on Wednesday. It, the idea is basically they they're going to try and revamp or not revamp, but announce a lot of new features at the Windows, like for Windows 10. And they're going to try and release this new, like super creative all-in-one surface PC. Um, so what are your guys thoughts on that? What do you want to see? What do you think you're actually going to see? Uh, if it's like a, the failed Ubuntu phone where it's like, you have like one device and you just carry it around and you like put it on a dock and it shows up on your monitor and your keyboard and all that. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat, but I also don't know that it's for like enthusiasts. I think it's more for like the regular person who just wants to have one device to just carry around everywhere. Gotcha. Um, so I don't think that, I think that what they're trying to go for is like an iMac competitor, basically. Yeah, I I could see that just, um, 
just like it's a natural progression to go from the service book to having like a standalone desktop thing. I just, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, what do you uh, mean? Because, well, like how the Surface, it's like it's a tablet, right? Yeah. But it's also a laptop and it actually has really good specs, even if it's a little pricey. I don't know how that's going to work for a desktop. Like, what is it? How is it going to stand out and compete with the iMac, which is already so well established? They're probably just price it a little less and then it makes it easier for older people who want a computer and don't know what monitor would I get and what tower. It's just like you just buy this thing and plug it in and it turns on. So if they can just slightly undercut the iMac, I think probably a lot of people who know Windows and aren't familiar with Mac will just go by that as the easy one-stop shop for getting a... a That's true. Right. But like HP and other companies already make uh, the all-in-one kind of things with Windows on them. So I just, I don't see what the differentiator is. Yeah. Are they bad or are they not that bad? I'm never uh, impressed as I walk by. In Best no, they, Buy, I've never seen one that like stands out. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. I think, I think the rumor around the Microsoft event is that the all-in-one is going to be more for creative types. So it's going to have a touchscreen. It's going to be like a huge all-in-one that lays flat as a touchscreen, and is going to let you create things with like the Surface Pen or pencil or whatever. Um, I think that's where they're trying to go. They're trying to push this to like creatives and professionals, um, similar to what you see in like their Surface Book commercials, where they're like, "Yeah, a Mac can't do this, and a Mac can't do that." <laughs> um, which you know, to be fair, a lot of the stuff that they do promote there, a Mac can't do. They're right, but um, I think that's what they're trying to do: is not have like a because their Surface line is not like their Surface Book is not like a. Like a here's a computer you should have, Grandpa. It's more like a like here's a computer you should have if you're serious about computing and you need like a really great laptop kind of thing. So I think they're trying to feed off of that high end spectrum and compete with the iMac head on instead of undercut them. I'm not sure though. Yeah, if it's for uh, creatives, I know you can buy those like uh, monitors that are like made by like Wacom or something where they're basically yeah. just giant tablets. Those are really expensive, so I could see. Microsoft being able to kind of undercut those and beat that market. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the game plan. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Surface, one of the Surface lines has like a Wacom digitizer on it. Yeah, I think they might all have one. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. So if they have Wacom digitizers on them, they could theoretically just slap one on this big wall in one and then say like, if you like to draw on your computer with a Wacom tablet, just get ours. It's all in like all inclusive kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it just to see what they create. Um, I'm probably not going to buy it because I have no need for a desktop, but um, yeah, that's, that's on Wednesday, um, which is when they're going to announce this. And I have no idea. Do you guys know what they're planning on announcing for Windows 10? Uh, I haven't really heard that much. So I'm uh, not sure what's going to happen. I'm hoping that they that they come out and they're like, gamers, we love you. We have a great announcement. You can officially now actually play cross-platform across PC and Xbox, not just uh, like true. private that matches cool. and stuff. Uh, cool. That's going to make me excited because then Mitch and I can play Rocket League all the time. Hey, um, oh. <laughs> um, for those that won't play Rocket League with us, we have Rocket League. Let us know on our Twitter, and we will give you our gamer tags no. or your Steam no. account or whatever. Why not? No, Ryan. <laughs> Man, Rocket League is great. I love Rocket League. I really about, enjoy Ryan? it. It's a great time. It is. It's a great game, man. I heard of FIFA 2017. We do. We can. I would do that. Dude, yeah, that's what it's I heard. so different. FIFA 17 is crazy different. 
like I I don't know what I expect at this point because every year it's always different. But this one's like, like what is even happening in the game? I can't even shoot the ball. It's is really weird, man. It's a super different like physics. Yeah. Engine, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a completely different one. They're using, I think, called it's called Frostbite, um, whereas before I have no idea what they were using, but this one's a completely brand spanking new engine for them, so super crazy. But yeah, Rocket League's awesome, Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you even played it? Do you even know what it is? Yeah, I, just, I don't see the appeal. What? Well, if you haven't played it. <laughs> no, he's played it. He said he yeah, played it. Yeah, I have. It. I mean, if you haven't played it, you know, like if you haven't given it a few weeks... Yeah, okay. Let me just dedicate a few weeks of my life to Rocket League. And, uh, see where it goes. I'm telling you, once you get off work and you have like, you get off at four and you just have time to kill, you should be like, oh, not all of us get game? to get off at four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, you guys are all I saw him. Yeah. You will eventually. Whatever. Well, not Kevin. Kevin's finance. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he could have been. Where is this podcast going? <laughs> well, it doesn't doesn't matter now. <laughs> this podcast going into like what could have been. Kevin, your life is different. Go home. Don't don't do finance anymore. Do finance. Yeah, and play Rocket League with us. That's basically yeah. All right, this podcast is getting crazy. Um, so jumping away from the Microsoft event because I I honestly don't. Besides those two things, I don't know what else there is and i don't think that it's going to be very exciting um i just whatever but there's the apple event as well which i equally don't think will be as exciting um i think it might be a little more exciting just because they haven't refreshed their mac lineups in freaking forever um but do you guys want to talk about the apple event and what that like what they're supposed to be announcing updated macbook pros which is pretty big yes it's been a while that is honestly what kept me when I was buying a new laptop from buying a MacBook Pro is I didn't want to drop all that money on something that was already a year or two behind. Damn. You heard it here. Yeah. You heard it from Ryan first, folks. Yeah, Just... they'll be pretty nice now. The the that There's going to be that little LED touch bar instead of the function well, bar. Yeah, that's what that's I was going to I don't think. Yeah, that's a yeah, rumor. But... Yeah. It's, it's, it's rumored enough. So. It's rumored peep, enough. Peep. Everyone I hear, they're like, I would be amazed if that didn't. Be amazed. Yeah. It's too rumored now. Yeah, I just, I don't want to bet on it. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if it did happen because uh, I have the LG V10, so I've got that second screen at the top. Yeah. And it's There's actually. A lot of cool stuff. To yeah, do it's kind of, yeah. it's like, it seems like a gimmick, but it's actually pretty nice to kind of have that thing that just, it changes out. You can put up like your music player or your recent apps on there. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty nice to have on a laptop. As long as they open it up to third parties to do cool stuff with it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, I, I, think it, I think it has to. Yeah. I mean, like, they already opened up the menu bar. Like, This is a PC. They're not locking it down like mobile devices, you know? That's right. true. That is true. Even if, they, even if they try to lock it down, I'm sure somebody will figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, and is... I guess I guess it inherently has... Like, I guess it, it has to support people supporting it just because like if you open up spotify and there needs to be controls for it apple's not going to build in controls for every single application they're yeah. gonna have to let that be up to the developers so i guess that makes sense yeah i i was thinking that it'd be really neat like when you're not using a certain application like let's say you're in safari um and you don't want you know like you don't care about whatever controls like what kind of controls would they be able to give you besides like bookmarks um 
I thought it'd be really cool to just have your dock there. So if you need to open up like a new app, you can just tap on it um, and it saves space on the That'd bottom too, um, just to have yeah. it there. Like while you're not using an app that supports it or something like that. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. it's. I just don't know if any of these features, because like I have a Mac for work and I, don't, I have a feeling this event isn't going to make me feel like, oh, my Mac is so old or sucking you know it's just like it's good that they're gonna refresh them and if you're in the market for it it's time to get one but if you already have one i don't know if it's gonna like ruin your day yeah but what if they come out with a black like an actual black like the iphone black not like a that space be, gray that'd be very attractive <laughs> like i would buy one right now uh, you guys know the black macbook though right what from the black macbook from like eight or nine years ago yes i remember oh, that thing yeah that's true oh, it, it was so black. pretty it was so pretty i don't know why they took it away they're such idiots for taking that away. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited just to see what they can do with that bar if it's a thing. Also, this is not supposed to be on these Macs, but apparently um, there's been rumors and I think patents have confirmed it where the future iterations of Apple's keyboards on their computers are going to be e-ink e-ink keyboards where they'll change based on. Um, based on like what application you're using. So like they're still physical keys, but the keys won't have like printed buttons or printed letters on them. They'll just be e-ink letters that will change. So like if you're in Adobe Illustrator or something, like certain function keys will change depending on what app you're using kind of thing, which I think is is way more enticing than that little OLED strip on the top. That's pretty good. Yeah, there was a keyboard that had like yeah, I saw that like eight of those keys on it for like macros, and I, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, but it was, yeah. it was just not worth it. Yeah, but if the entire keyboard was like that, that'd be pretty interesting. That'd be yeah, dope. Like, and you mentioned Illustrator and stuff like that, where the hotkeys can be kind of tricky to remember. Yeah, as someone who's new, I think that's really big. That's yeah. cool. It's just I could see myself getting so confused. Like, okay, what app am I in? Like, what button is this now? Yeah. Like, with so many different configurations, I would probably screw it up a lot. Yeah, and I, I think the the idea behind it is is more of a function key thing. So, like, obviously your your keyboard will stay. Like, your QWERTY keyboard will be there. Your Shift, your Enter, stuff like that. But, like, your function keys. Like, let's be honest. I don't need my expose function key. I don't care about that. I can just use my trackpad as a gesture and be fine. But yeah, if I could have that change, like, if I'm in I don't know, like if I'm in Twitter and I can have it like I where I press a button and it takes me straight to my technology list, that'd be freaking amazing. Um, well, I, I think it's more like a, like the F key is always going to be the F key. The G key is always going to be the G key, but you could replace the image. So if you're in like Photoshop and a, like V is to select uh, the cursor, then you would have like an icon of the cursor next to your V on the keyboard. Yeah. So it's more like a visual reference rather than actually changing what the button does. Oh, that's fair. And I think they'll get it right, too, with making sure that as you're switching between application and application, it's not constantly switching on you. Um, I think they'll let you do it where it's like, maybe you want to, maybe you're going to be working in like this one specific application, like Adobe Illustrator for, you know, a few hours at that point. Um, And you want your keyboard to be like right there with you and be able to like help you along the way. Um, Maybe they'll have some sort of button where you can press and say like, like show the Illustrator keyboard or whatever. Um, Kind of like a lock where like if you unlock it on this app, you can, you know, use the the app specific keyboard or something. But again, this is all just rumors. It's probably not going to happen for like another three or four years. Um, What else is happening at this Apple event though? Is it just it's just Macs, right? There's not iPads or anything. I don't think so. No, just Macs. 
So it's yeah. a new Mac Pro. Who knows? It's a, yeah. God, man, they haven't updated these things in so long. Yeah, Mac Pro is three years old now. Almost four. So kind of hoping for my AirPod announcement. <laughs> right. It's like, you can buy AirPods right now, and then they sell out, and Mitch has to wait until January like, 30th to get stupid. one. stupid. Okay, See, we're, we're I just... not doing it anymore. <laughs> 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 I mean, the weird thing is, like, I feel like the only person who wants AirPods, but I keep reading articles that, like, it's going to be a staggering amount of people who buy them, like, 13% of U.S. consumers. I don't, I don't doubt it, just because it's Apple. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't doubt it either. Like, Apple's got how many millions and millions of users? That, like, I think they sold a billion iOS devices already, so I don't doubt that there's going to be hundreds of millions of people buying this thing over the next few years, but I just don't. I don't see the appeal in the first generation for me. Like, I, if it had, like, if it had ten hours of battery life without the case, and and that was like their thing, I I would jump ship and get one and get a pair. That's fine. I'm but with five you, but hours you can't. Is not enough. You can't send me a link to a better pair of Bluetooth headphones. No, you're right. right you're right. No, you're right. And I want Bluetooth right. headphones right now, so I'm gonna yeah. get them right now. No, hundred percent. They are the best wire, like truly wireless earbuds out there. They completely are. Um, I'm just going to wait like a generation to make sure that the battery's there for more than five hours and, and then I'll get them. But um, yeah, maybe they'll announce them and be like, look, pre-order, it starts today. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just be like a social media post right after the event. Yeah, probably. Or they'll probably just like nonchalantly put it on the website and like not announce it at all. And then people are going to start flipping out and shuffling trying to get them. Um, but yeah, I think it is just Max. I think it's MacBook Pro is going to be refreshed with that OLED strip that's rumored um, and I think the MacBook lineup is also going to be refreshed and apparently it's supposed to be refreshed with a 13 inch instead of the 12 inch model so like they're going to increase the size of the screen I've heard I like that that's cool 12 is pretty small yeah it was um, it's it's just interesting to me that they have they have three 13 inch laptops like the MacBook Air and the MacBook seem almost identical at this point. It seems like the MacBook Air should just die and the MacBook should take over its pl- in its place. Cause I, just, I agree, except it's so expensive. It is. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, and I think they'll get the price down on this one. I think there was just so much R&D invested in like that stupid trackpad that they had and like the new stupid keyboard mechanism um, and getting like a retina display on there that... They're, they probably just had to end their Apple, so they probably just wanted crazy profit margins. But um, I'm sure that they'll find a way to get the prices down to like MacBook Air-like prices, I think. That'd be great, because I was looking at it, I was like, that's a really nice laptop. Like, I would love to use that. And then I was thinking, I could get an iPad instead and save like $1,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the MacBooks. If they can fit, like, it, if they have more space now, I, I'm hoping they can probably fit a better processor in there, like an i5 or i7. Um, if that's the case and I'm looking to upgrade, honestly, at this point, I'd probably get a MacBook over a MacBook Pro just because I don't need a MacBook Pro that much anymore. Um, I mean, do I'm, you need a laptop at all anymore? Um, I'd like to keep mine just for remote work. Um just because, like, I don't want to have to be stuck working. Like, if I want to do some remote work, like, let's say I want to go home for, like, a three-day weekend and I don't want to take a day off, um, I can take my laptop down there and work from my computer. Cause so, so I, they don't, 
You don't get a computer for work? We do, but they suck. They're really old, like, Lenovo workstations. That, uh, yeah, they're just really crappy, so I'd rather just mm. use my computer and remote into it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, just, it's just not a good time. We don't, we're not fortunate enough to get Macs when we want. Um, that was really lucky. <laughs> yeah. I probably have to give it back, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I would rather use a laptop at that point. Um, I don't, honestly, besides that, I don't need one. I don't need a computer even, maybe. I, I might need, like, like a very crappy laptop, and that's about it for, like, small things here and there. But honestly, I, I don't see myself needing a computer after I get out of school and after, once I start working. Yeah, besides, I like, haven't touched work. it. I barely even touched my iPad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, it's it's exciting to see that they're coming up with these things, and if it offers enough like new features and new ideas, and um, you know, sure, why not? I mean, at this point, any upgrade to the damn MacBook lineup is a good enough reason to upgrade. But um, yeah, I just don't see myself at all needing a new laptop in the next few years. Like the one I have, I think will still last me maybe six more years, five more years. So I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll probably, we'll. I think our next podcast is probably going to be all about the Apple event and the Microsoft event and what they announced, right? Yeah. Okay. Solid. Um, yeah, I think that's it, man. We don't have much else to talk about unless you guys want to talk about something else in the news. Um, I know that we had a lot to to go through, so we just kind of ran through things, but um, I don't have much else. Yeah, I think I'm good. No, I'm I think good. That wraps it up. Yeah, I think I'm good. Sweet. All right. Kevin, we'll let you get to your <laughs> basketball drafting. Whatever oh, that is. Thank you. Happy birthday, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. How does it feel being 49? You're about to like, turn off like, half of you. That's a big number. Like, what? Like, 49 years old? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sounded cute. Never mind. <laughs> Should we tell them know, your real age? Now. I just turned 23, everyone. Everyone that's watching. Which apparently years is the oh last God, so end of your early 20s. So apparently my, my next birthday is when I hit really? the 20s. And that's that's when you start to have your, what, your quarter life crisis. So... <laughs> okay well let's not say these things because i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there in two months i get to my quarter life crisis oh, in two months, well, so let's calm down it's nice knowing right. you Malnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks you got you guys are gonna see me in a few months with a tesla i'm gonna be posting it all over facebook oh that's what's gonna happen that actually, that's, that's, a, that's a good quarter life crisis no, that's a dude. No, I'm in huge amounts of debt right now because of school. Just I can do it. afford a Tesla. Buy the pixel. Do it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's not gonna happen. That's a much bigger purchase than a pixel. Um, sweet. So yeah, we'll we'll let everybody go. Let you guys hang out and do things outside of this podcast. Again, uh, rate us on iTunes if you can. Go on Twitter. Email us. Whatever you need to. Um, but thanks for listening again that's the fourth episode we'll see you guys in like another week ish after the microsoft and apple event and we'll post that as well uh make sure to keep following us on twitter and everything so thanks a lot guys for listening appreciate it uh, and i will talk to you all of you guys later peace goodbye millions of adoring fans